As I was listening to the news this morning as I was eating my breakfast, I, the news commentator said that there were thousands of pilgrims that were gathering in Jerusalem today and had gathered there already. And they said, because according to Christian tradition, Jesus rose from the dead on this day. Really, it's an incredible story, isn't it? Someone dies an absolutely gruesome, horrible death. There's no doubt that this person is dead. They're buried, and then three days later, they come back to life and, and live on earth for another 40 days and then ascend to heaven. That's, that's just an absolutely credible story. It's never happened before, and it's never happened since. But what if it's really true? What if it's more than a tradition? What if it's more than a legend? What if it's more than a story? What if it's really true? Now, most people that go to church probably accept the resurrection as a historical fact. But does it make a difference? Does it make a difference in the way that I live and the way that you live your daily life? And I think it does. It makes a difference in how we look at the future, and that's the old story of pie in the sky by and by. We believe it. The Bible says whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Most people who go to church on Sunday mornings or on who go to church, period, believe that. And it's kind of like a heavenly insurance policy. Isn't it? You know, like, like I'll put my faith in Jesus, I'll say the magic words, and I'll, I'll get born again so that when something bad happens at the end of my life, I have an insurance policy. It's like having fire insurance on my house. I don't know if all the years that we've paid fire insurance, if our house should burn down, whether or not we're going to make money on the insurance or not. But the insurance is there. There's insurance on my life, and, and, and my wife is hoping that I'm going to die within four years here because that's when the insurance runs out. No, she's not. She's looking at me with... <laughs> if you're going to die, hurry up and get it over with. Um, but, but, but most of us, we, we kind of have that in our, in our back pocket, a sort of an insurance policy, but it doesn't make any difference for the way that I, I have fire insurance on my house. It doesn't make any difference the way that I live. There's life insurance on my life, and on yours too, by the way. Um, but it doesn't make any difference to the way that I live, and many of us treat Christianity like that. And the reality is that Jesus' resurrection guarantees 
my own resurrection. And in 1 Thessalonians, one of the books in the New Testament, we read these words, Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep. Now, that's people who die. I read these words at many funerals. Or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who are fallen asleep. And the Bible goes on to say that when Jesus comes back, he's going to bring with them those who have died in him, and then those who are left on the earth at the time. We're all going to meet together in the air. And then the Bible says, therefore comfort one another with these words. And so we read those words at a funeral. We think about dying then. But it makes a difference in how I look at the future. His resurrection, the fact that Easter happened, gives me hope. It means that I don't have to worry about condemnation. It means that I have peace with God. It means that I am adopted into His family and that I have a heavenly home. And hope for the future helps me cope with the present. But it's sort of like looking forward to a birthday party, isn't it? Here's what I mean. When I was a little kid, I got birthday parties. My wife didn't, but my family, we did birthday parties. And I would look forward to these birthday parties for days at a time. And the night before my birthday, I could scarcely sleep because I was going to get some presents the next day. And I remember one time I woke up in the middle of the night and I went charging downstairs, Mom, Dad, it's my birthday. He said, no, it's not. It's not even midnight yet. Go back to bed. Oh, man. But, but you know, sometimes we look at Christianity, it's kind of like, you know, I, I, I'm going to have a birthday someday. I'm going to, you know, and I, I'm hoping I'm going to get that new bike or that new, new mechano set. Well, you guys wouldn't even know. Good. I talk about a mechano set. How many of you guys know? There's a few of us older ones. Oh, know what a mechano set is. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to getting a present down the road. And, and maybe Christianity, you know, the resurrection makes us look like, I'm down, looking down the road, okay, I've got an insurance policy in case I get, you know, when I die, uh, and I'm looking forward to getting a nice birthday present down the road, but it really doesn't affect the way that I live. And so the resurrection, if it's really true, uh, and I think about it intellectually, and I, I've got this stuff. It's kind of in my back pocket here, but it doesn't affect me the way that I live. The resurrection does make a difference. If Jesus did, if it really did happen, it needs to make a difference in the way that you and I look at the Bible. Because if, if it really happened, okay, if it is a true historical fact, if it's really true, then it validates absolutely everything that Jesus said. The Bible says that Jesus was declared with power to be the Son of God by His resurrection from the dead. It's like God the Father saying, that's right, that's true. Everything that you said is true. 
And if Jesus really rose from the dead, then everything he said about himself is true. He is the Son of Man. He is the Son of God. And he was either speaking the truth or he's lying or he's delusional. Those are the only three possible choices that you and I have. And it validates everything that Jesus said in the Bible about the Bible. Jesus talked about the Creator, made the male and female at the beginning. It validates creation. Jesus talked about Jonah spending three nights inside the fish. It validates that story. It validates everything that Jesus said uh, about truth. Jesus said to to people, when he's praying in John 17, he said, sanctify them or set them apart by the truth. Your word is truth. In other words, Jesus is saying, there is an absolute standard. If Jesus rose from the dead. Doesn't mean we hope it's true. We accept it then as true. It validates everything that Jesus said about himself everything that Jesus said about the Bible, and everything that Jesus said about the world and people. It validates. If the resurrection is really true, if it really did happen, it validates everything that Jesus said about the kingdom of heaven. It validates everything that Jesus said about being born again. It validates everything that Jesus said about His heavenly Father. It validates everything that Jesus said about Satan. If the resurrection is true, it validates everything that Jesus said about judgment and hell. If the resurrection is true, it validates everything that Jesus said about loving each other, about not loving the world. It validates everything Jesus said about other people, about spreading the gospel, and about making disciples. It validates absolutely everything. Oh, you mean the Bible has something to say about the way that I live my life? What do you think? Sure does. See, because if the resurrection is true, it validates all that. If the resurrection is not true, let's throw some gas in this building and throw a match in it and walk out the door. But those are all intellectual kinds of differences. It's sort of like knowing history. It's sort of like knowing how Canada was populated and governed. It's sort of like knowing the struggles of the various people as this country, as this country turned into the country that it is today, turning the prairies into farmland, who governed what and when. It really doesn't make much difference whether I know history or not in how I live my life this afternoon, does it? And we still wind up living in a before Easter kind of world. We have this intellectual knowledge, but like the video said, for many of us, sort of empty. Not a real lot of difference between us and the rest of the people in the way that we live our lives. But I think the resurrection makes a difference. 
in the way I look at the future. It makes a difference in the way that I look at the Bible, but it also makes a difference in the way that I look at life, at my life. You see, Jesus said that he was going to give people, Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, that's the old King James Version, and that they might have it more abundantly. What does that really mean? Well, if you take a different version, Jesus said, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And I don't know about you, but sometimes my life is anything but rich and satisfying. Sometimes my life pretty bleak. Sometimes my life is pretty empty. Sometimes my life hurts a lot. Sometimes, some of us here this morning, we've experienced some significant health things and succeeded through them. But others of you this morning are dealing with some significant setbacks in your health. We're getting older, some of us. Some of us are living with family issues between whether it's husband and wife, a marriage breakup or marriage that's coming unglued. Some of us are dealing with issues with between parents and children or between our siblings. Some of you are single parents. And you're living with some of those things, some of those realities. There are personal issues that people have. I don't know if you've been watching the news, but this ferry that tipped over and sank in South Korea, the high school vice principal who organized that trip just hung himself and committed suicide on Friday. Uh, and things like depression and suicide are not something that, that you know, it's something that is common to Christians. Kathy and I went through some horrible, horrible, dark times in terms of depression and Sometimes your only way out, you start thinking about dying. Maybe that's the quickest and best way out. So how do you get that rich and satisfying life that Jesus was talking about? He said, I'm come. I, I came to give them, <clears throat> my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. How do you get that when your life really bites? Is it just some fantasy? Is it something that's going to have to happen in the future? And Jesus said, well, just, just hang on, just tough it out, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to you eventually. But I believe, and it's my experience, that living with Jesus gives me life. Living with Jesus is what gives me life. It allows me to cope. I've walked in darkness and despair. And some of you know what I'm talking about. I've walked in darkness and despair, searching for purpose and meaning. I've been at the bottom of this dark, deep, cold, lonely, empty hole. Where it seems like the only way out is to die. But I also know that when I'm facing death, 
like I was with this surgery that I just had. I know when I'm facing death that I don't need to be afraid. And I wasn't so worried about coming out of this operation dead as I was about coming out of this operation disabled. That was my biggest fear. But even then, it helps me look at it with courage. When I went into that situation, when Kathy and I faced that situation, we had perfect peace about it. Because we know that there is a Heavenly Father who is in control of my life, who has promised to look after me, who has committed Himself to taking care of me. I know that God has a purpose for my life and for your life. I know that my Heavenly Father is characterized by mercy and grace and forgiveness. I know that no matter how badly I mess up, that He will forgive me and accept me and restore me. I know that God will take me through the difficult times of life. Sometimes God, when He's taking me through the difficult times of life, sometimes He walks beside me with His arm around me, sometimes He carries me, and sometimes He drags me by my hair, and it really hurts. But I know that I have a God I can trust. I know that I don't have to make all my own decisions. For some of you, that's a burden. For me, that's a freedom. I know that there is someone that I can go to for wisdom <coughs> excuse me, and advice. I know that there's someone who will direct me. I know that no matter how bad it gets, I will never experience the worst, which is condemnation and damnation. I know that no matter how alone I am, I am never really, truly alone, even at the bottom of that dark, deep, lonely, empty hole. Someone said to me one time, where I saw it written somewhere, remember that when you hit rock bottom, you're standing on the solid rock. I know that there's someone to whom I can go and pour out my heart without being ridiculed or condemned or abused. I know that no matter how bad my world gets, that there's someone who is bigger than my circumstances who has committed himself to looking after me. That's what the resurrection means to me. It means that I have a heavenly Father who has my life covered. I have a heavenly Father who has my back. I have a Heavenly Father who will continue to look after me and care for me no matter what happens. And that's why life with Jesus gives me life. It's bigger than pie in the sky by and by. It's bigger than having an insurance policy in my back pocket or hoping for a birthday present or a birthday party down the road. Because I have because Jesus rose from the dead, I have a heavenly Father who walks with me. I have a heavenly brother who spends time with me, who looks after me, who guides and directs me. And that's why life with Jesus gives me life. And I live in a Friday kind of world, the Friday, the good Friday. The Friday kind of world is a world that is empty, it is dark, it is broody, it is condemning, it is 
dangerous, it is scary, and all the rest of those things. And we live in that kind of a world, but I don't have to be a Friday kind of person. I don't need to live a Friday kind of life. A Friday life has no hope and no purpose. It's the life filled with darkness and depression and despair and aimlessness. But I'm living life in a Friday world with a Sunday outlook. The Sunday outlook says, I have a Heavenly Father. Not only do I have an insurance policy, not only do I have a fantastic birthday party and present waiting for me down the road, but I have someone who walks with me every single day. I have someone to whom I can go, someone who guides and directs and protects, someone who is bigger than I am, who has committed himself to looking after me, and that's where I live. Life with Jesus gives me life. It gives me purpose. It gives me contentment. It gives me focus. It's a whole lot more than pie in the sky. Let's pray together, shall we? Father God, that same incredible power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to guide and to govern our lives, to keep us for all of eternity. Thank you for your power. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your faithfulness in going to the cross. And Lord, I commit myself here today to believing that the resurrection is really a fact. It's really true. Jesus physically rose from the dead and then 40 days later ascended into heaven from where he will come back and take us to be with himself. Father, help us to live. It's a Friday world. It's still a Friday world out there. But help us to live a Sunday kind of life because life with Jesus is what really gives us life. Father, grant us your peace and your blessing as we leave this place. Lord, may it be a day of rejoicing, a day of gathering, a day of learning, a day of growth for us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for coming. I know many of you are going to go home and eat again. But enjoy. Uh, for those of you that are together with family, enjoy that. And uh, may you have Easter blessings. One more time, He is risen. Go in peace.